Hey friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends, Margaret and Bernadette, as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life. You're listening to part two of last week's episode. If you haven't heard part one, please return to our recordings to access the first half of this episode. We don't want you to miss any part of this story. Hi friends, before we begin today's episode, we wanted to let you know that today's story contains sensitive content that may not be appropriate for all audiences. We do not recommend this episode for children and listener discretion is advised. So I want to hear more about like post-miracle life now, oh, what okay. the Lord is post-miracle doing. Post-miracle life is wild. I mean, wild. <laughs> Every week, it, I feel like it just gets crazier. Okay, so like the very next day, so so, so the conference ended, uh, I believe on Saturday. So yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday conference. So I went to mass um, at, uh, on Sunday and I sat in, in, in the nosebleed section. Like I never, ever sit there. I was just trying to process what in the world just happened this weekend. Like that, this is wild. And so, like, this whole time during Mass, I just felt like the Lord was saying, tell this lady your story. Tell her your story. And I'm like, I don't know her, and she's going to think I'm nuts. And so I just, whatever, like, the, the whole the whole Mass, I was like, tell your story. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. So, you know, after Mass, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, ma'am, like, do you, do you mind if I share something with you? She's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. So I was like, okay, well, around the time of, like, I was 21 or 22, I was in a car wreck. You know, my neck broke in two places. I had to have um, neck surgery. Um, I, I've also had a lot of, you know, past traumas and everything. But, like, God just glorified all of it this weekend. Like, he took the screws out of my neck. I told her that because I was convinced they were gone. I was like, yeah, you know, one hand put the put these uh, screws in, but another hand took them out. And it was a function of unforgiveness. And I'm free from all this all this baggage I was carrying. And, and I, I also had um, back pain and, and leg pain, um, but, I, but I believe that this is going to be healed very soon. And this woman bo- broke down crying. I mean, busted down crying. She said, mm. when I was around 21, 22, I was in a car wreck and I broke my neck and she had plates all down her spine. She had massive back pain, like right leg pain, like same, same injuries. She's been through a lot of traumas. Like, you know, she had family trauma. She's had a lot of unforgiveness, a lot of hurts in her heart. And it, yeah, it was a very similar story. I mean, that was divine appointment. And wow. so, um, yeah. And so I don't know who knows what she was going to do that day. Who knows? So we just, bro- uh, we just broke down crying together and praying together for like the next, next half an hour, you know, or 45 minutes mm-hmm. until the next mass came in. And it was just so cool. It was amazing. <laughs> yes. What are the chances? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It's wild. You know, divine appointments are amazing. And um, yeah, so then it's been also really cool to hear people's testimonies of what they saw during the healing. And so I've been running into different people around Dallas. Like I thought everybody kind of flew in for this conference, but a lot of these people are hanging out in this area and it's so cool. <laughs> like I'll go like, I don't know, to like a, a, some conference or a healing service or a mass and they're like, you're that girl that had her neck healed. No, we saw the whole thing. We saw you can't move your neck and then now you're moving your neck. And then and then you went slain in the spirit for three hours. I was the one that had to back everybody away so you didn't like hit the ground or people like you know weren't running over you. And then you know, uh, and hearing like like uh, like other testimonies, it was like, yeah, I was shaking in the spirit, and then you went slain in the spirit, and you landed on my foot. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. And then they're like, yeah, you know, um, whenever you were on the ground, you just looked so happy, so radiating. Like if there's, there was something about you, it was like I couldn't even go near it. There was just so much joy coming off of you. And I just said, yeah, because the Lord was showing me heaven. He was showing me eternal happiness, which is communion with the ones who have hurt you, with the ones you have hurt. And it was just so cool. And furthermore, the same church that hosted this conference, they asked me to give a testimony of what happened to me almost the exact same day, eight years later, that my neck broke. So the neck broke, August 24th. They asked me to give testimony August 23rd. Wow. Wow. That is no oh. mistake. There were like over a wow. hundred people there, and I believe there were like thirteen or so more healings that night, and it was just wow. amazing. And you know, it just thank be to God. It is so cool. Um, so like I said, so right, so we have we have the neck thing. We have we have we have the the forgiveness and all that stuff. But you know, what about the PTSD? <laughs> what about the nightmares? What about all this stuff? Mm. Like what what all happened to that? The leg pain. 
So all, like I said, all that's healed. Um, so the, the total leg and back recovery, the doctors wanted to do back injections. Like there was some strange nerve thing going on. Like they said the only way for me to be, you know, able to like walk without pain. Cause I was like barely walking at that conference, um, was, you know, do, oh, do wow. back injections. Um, and so, but yeah, me and, a, and a, another believer, we, we kept pressing in. We just kept praying for healing. We, we just, we, we declared healing. We, 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 we accepted the healing before we even saw it. And we prayed, you know, the, and anything that was associated with this injury, any, any emotions or like any sort of attachment that would be healed and, and released in, in the name of Jesus. And this took doing it for a couple of weeks, but I, I, I am free from this pain. Uh, I can swim. I can run. I can play soccer. I can jump things that I couldn't do the day of you know, of the conference. And so that mm-hmm. has been fully healed. Praise the Lord. Um, and, um, yeah. So like the eating disorder, the PTSD, you know, this is like probably like a 95% recovery. So like, I still wow. kind of heal hear this stuff or whatever, you know, every once in a while, but I believe mm-hmm. it is there for my fights. It is there for my fights. It, whenever this thing tries to get me to like, you know, whatever control food or, you know, Oh, don't eat cheese or whatever, like whatever. It's, it's so mm-hmm. that I can shove the word of God down his throat. And this thing is going, is literally going to leave. I mean, it is on its way out. I mean, it's literally making me a stronger Christian right now. <laughs> cause it, you know, it, it's like, cause like I said, it's a very intrusive, compulsive thought. And it's, 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 it's honestly miserable. It really is miserable whenever it tries to come. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, you know what? I will not associate with you. I make no agreements with you. I break all demonic assignments sent against me. I declare truth. I declare peace. I declare that I will escape unscathed, like Psalm 91. I declare Psalm 93, the Lord has prepared a banquet in front of my enemies. Like this thing doesn't want me to eat or whatever. The Lord prepares a banquet in front of my enemies. And I am totally Mm -hmm. his. He is totally mine. I am a daughter. I am a warrior. My father has my back. My mother has my back. And she is a queen. And the the, she tramples over the enemy. And so it's mm-hmm. just like, I just sass back at it. Seriously. It's like, I don't think he went the sword, the sword of St. Michael. The author who wrote my life knows exactly what's going on right now. And he knows this battle very well. And he goes before me. He, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And, you know, any, any setback has a, a bigger and better comeback. So in the name of Jesus, goodbye. I am not talking to you. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> so yeah, like, any Amen. of these, you know, like residual things that still try and come, honestly, it's just making me a stronger Christian. So, and, and it's going to explode someday, honestly, because it tries to steal, kill and destroy, right? It, it wants to steal weight. It wants to steal mental health. It wants to steal your peace. So it's taken so much, you know, it's just going to, it's going to explode seriously. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and you know the thing is, I, I'm saying this because only about 30% or no more than 40% of people they say statistically fully recover from this type of disorder, like an eating disorder. So, wow. but praise the Lord through the storm. I mean, He is victorious, and and I I, I declare mm-hmm. healing every day, and, and until until it, it no longer tries to talk to me because I'm not associating mm-hmm. with it. So goodbye. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Yeah. And so then this, the, the other thing I really want to talk about is, is the night tears. This was completely resolved by renouncing any oaths taken of Freemasonry and also anything associated with the occult. Um, whether I did anything w- willingly or unwillingly, any of my family members or extended family members or generations back did it uh, willingly or unwillingly. And seriously, this is very real because I've been dealing with this. You know, I feel like my skin is peeling. I feel like I'm, be- I'm being stabbed for years, for years. I would go to priests, I would go to doctors, but you go to therapists, and I'm just like, what the heck is this thing? And so mm-hmm. people from Encounter, God bless them, man, we got this thing out, and it will not mess with me anymore. Doors are closed, you know, chains broken, like demonic assignments, you know, sent away. And I do not, I, this thing does not uh, plague me either. So um, basically, this took about literally five days of me, like, seeing, uh, renouncing any oaths taken. I don't know who did it. Um, but if it, I, but I, I, Freemasonry was on our bloodline, you know, I have a German heritage and, you know, there are 33 oaths and that renounced Jesus and everything. So I prayed against all these things. I prayed against any, any, whoever was involved in the occult, knowingly or unknowingly, prayed against all of it, closed these doors. And seriously, this is sounding really crazy and probably bizarre for many people, but th- this is very serious stuff. And also like, um, doing prophetic acts like I take off the hoodwink I take off the thing that causes spiritual blindness I take off the dagger you know the, these are things associated with this type of stuff and so 
I, I was, you know, pr praying all this stuff for, for days. And then um, there was one night when I just knew that this thing was on its way out. This particular spirit was going to leave me forever. In the name of Jesus, it was on its way out. So I'm up on the phone like with my mom. I was like, Mom, wake up because I'm getting this thing off the bloodline. I'm closing the door tonight. It is no longer going to mess with me. So we, we prayed rosary. We prayed divine mercy chaplet. And she, she stayed up with me while I was praying against, you know, the, these specific spirits. And it probably sound crazy to her. But I was like, Mom, just I need a witness. Just stay up with me. And so, yeah, this specific spirit knew that it was on its way out. So it did one more attack. And it's pretty funny, but it's just it's not going to win. Um, I woke up with my iPhone cord wrapped around my neck, wrapped around my oh. back and wrapped around my legs. What? Yes. And I live alone and my iPhone is several feet from my head. And like oh. I said, this is no joke. Oh. So creepy. Yes. It was very creepy. I was like, what in the actual world? And so it really oh. did shake me up. Honestly, it, it, it drove a lot of fear into me. And so I took off running yeah. to mass that morning. I sprinted. I was like, what in the actual world? Like, usually I drive to daily mass, but I was sprinting. And thanks be to God, there was a priest there that knew what I was talking about. Thanks be to God. I mean, another divine mm. appointment. I said, I believe that there is Freemasonry on our bloodline. I believe there is stuff with the occult on our bloodline. And this thing just strangled me last night. You know, I, I don't see it, and but it's, I need, I need, I need, I need this out. And thanks be to God. He knew, he has had, um, encounters with how witchcraft can affect people generations down and Freemasonry yeah. and the occult. You know, he has experienced this firsthand. Praise the Lord. And he said, the light is at the, at wow. the end, of, end of the tunnel, Krista. Keep, keep pressing in. You know, he prayed for me, gave me a blessing. And then, you know, two days later, I'm still praying against all of this. Um, I was with a group of people from encounter, um, after, um, the, uh, uh, class that night and they just were pressing in they're praying for me to get freed from all of this and i'm telling you i felt like knives came out of my stomach i felt like this thing came off of my back i felt like this thing off my eyes came came across because you know sp spiritual blindness like the devil he blinds you with trauma he blinds you from the love of the father from seeing things as as uh, as the lord sees them and so when these things came off i have never dealt with this ever again you know i had that night when all that was uh, gone I slept 10 hours straight, 10 hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I have not slept 10 hours in years straight. Wow. And I woke up with like that groggy feeling whenever like you feel like, oh, you slept too much. Oh, I'm like, wow, I haven't felt this in a while. This is nice. <laughs> yeah. And I'm oh telling you, y'all, I've been having many more nights like that, many more eight, eight, eight to 10 hour sleeps with just, I don't take any painkillers. I don't take any um, sleep meds. I don't take any of that stuff anymore. I, I don't need it. I threw it all away. Burned it all. I don't need it. In the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. I fight this with the Lord and he healed me and he's going to walk me through all this. Um, so yeah, I've been having many more like just blessed, sweet nights of, of just very wow. sound rest. And it's just, honestly, it's so fantastic. It's just, it's amazing. So yeah, no more night terrors. It's gone. That's In the name of Jesus, it's gone. Um, yeah. Oh so like, wow. yeah. And not a, not a lot of people know about this stuff or they don't know how to treat it. Like it's just, this is a, a very real spirit and it is crazy. It is, it was rough dealing with it, but it's gone. Um, yeah. And so, kind of like around the time I was like praying, you know, all these prayers of like deliverance and everything. Um, I just felt on my heart that I really needed to ask my, my parents for forgiveness. Um, it was on the feast of Our Lady of Sorrows, um, September 13th. I remember this very vividly. Um, so I just drove home that day. I just went straight home to my parents' house. Uh, when I got there, I was just like, you know, can I just talk to y'all for a few minutes? I just have, you know, something to share with y'all. And they said, yeah, 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 no problem. And so, um, I just, I just got down on my knees and I just said, can you please forgive me for anything that I may have said or did that hurt you? Anything I blamed you for? Like, I wish you would have done it this way. Or like, I blame you for my suffering. I blame you for this or whatever, all these things. Today I've come to set you free. Um, I plead the blood of Jesus over you, over your marriage or over this household. Um, I pray for the intercession of your guardian angel over your confirmation saint. You know, I'm sorry for any hurts I may have caused you directly or indirectly. And it was received so well. Oh my goodness. They, they also knelt down and they said, you know, we forgive you, but actually, can you forgive us? You know, we're the mm -hmm. ones that need to ask for forgiveness. You're the one that has been through so much and we wish you didn't have to go through all that suffering, but it was so beautiful. Y'all like it's truly unlocked the floodgates of just being able to love one another and like love keeps tracks of, of no wrongs and just have yeah. fel fellowship. And we just truly delighted in the presence of one another.
It was so, so freeing, so amazing. We now have masses offered like once a week or twice a week sometimes for our family. And we have just been growing and greater just, you know, union, union with each other. And the Lord is reviving the family unit, reviving my brother. You know, he said, what happened to you? You were different. I need that. And so I witnessed him having an encounter with the Lord. I, I witnessed him being freed from so many things, chains broken and going out in the spirit as well. He had a divine, intimate encounter with the Lord. And he is living a much more free and delivered life. He's in the scriptures every day, the masses. He's reading holy books. He's changed his habits. And it is so amazing. It's seriously like it's so beautiful. And I've been able to um, reconcile with some people. And, you know, people are like, how, how are you talking to these people? I'm like, I don't know. God just he did something with my neck. <laughs> yeah. You know, forgiveness, unforgiveness <laughs> came out. And so it's been really cool. And, um, and like I said, like without this great suffering, you know, I wouldn't have this deep, intimate union, union with, with the Lord. And so just aligning our pains and our sorrows with, 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 with the Blessed Mother, you know, she knows a thing or two about the cross, right? And the burden <laughs> is sweeter. It is lighter with the saints and some of the saints, they would, they say they would do it all over again. They would even take on more suffering for just an, another glory level, I guess is what you call it in heaven. Mm. And, you know, Mother Teresa, you know, so many years, just straight darkness, but she kept, she kept praying and there, there is hope. There is, um, there is fruitfulness in the perseverance. And, and I believe it is like, you know, a, a, like every prayer of, you know, persistence without seeing the fruits is like a, a little bit of chipping, a little bit of chipping away at a wall, at a wall. You chip, you chip. And eventually the walls will come crashing down. Like Paul and Silas were praying, you know, in the prison and through the worshiping and the storm, oh, the prison walls came crashing down and an angel led them out. And it's just honestly amazing. And what I've also learned is like, instead of asking God, why me, God, why say, God, what for, what for? Mm. And so there's just been, oh my goodness, just so many things. It, it really, it goes on and on, on and on and on. And so now like the new norm for me is who wants prayers? Who wants prayers? Random people off the street, my coworkers, I don't care. I'll bring a Bible in this indoor so soccer facility. I, I don't even care if people think I'm crazy. But this is me. This is the new me. This is my identity. And I pray that people can see the Father's heart too. I pray that they can experience this amazing encounter that I have experienced. And it's just like, honestly, so amazing. Um, and just, yeah, it's just, oh my gosh, it just keeps going on and on. Like, I just pray for more revival in the workplace, more revival in my family unit, extended family unit, more revival in this uh, uh, diocese, just revival, like everywhere you go, like just speak truth, speak truth. Like, you know, blessed be God, you know, blessed are those who are persecuted for Christ's sake, for righteousness sake. There is just the kingdom of heaven and you know, the gospel of Matthew. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of, you know, evil on, on your account. Rejoice and be glad. Your reward is great in heaven. And so the saints, mm -hmm. we celebrated all saints day like a week and a half ago, a week ago, and they experienced every single thing that we experienced. And they are here with us fighting these battles. They understand us. Padre Pio afflicted so badly. Devil beat him up. One of the greatest saints we have. Literally, the bigger the battle we have, the bigger the divine compliment. It means we're moving up in the ranks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> angels are dispatched. The angels have our back. God is with us fighting these battles. Um, and so just like letting him be the conqueror, be, be the fighter, be the defender, be the king. And if you're going through a rough time, I'm telling you, you're doing something right. Rejoice. God is coming. Yes. He's going to redeem. And even if we don't see it in this life, we're living for the next, right? St. Bernadette, happiness is not in this life, in the next. We're living for a greater price. We're living for eternal life, eternal happiness with the Lord. And, you know, John 16, 33, in this life, there will be trial and tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so just everything, everything about me is just so different. Even the way I pray, it's not like, God, if it's your will, please heal my grandma's elbow. No, Lord, I declare healing now. Any demonic assignment sent against her, I declare healing. Boom, let's go. Any emotions associated with this, let's dig, let's, let's dig in, let's press in. Unforgiveness, let's go, let's go. Like any sins, let's go. Let's, let's pray, binding and release prayer, let's go. And so honestly, wow. Yeah, life with my beloved is truly amazing. Walking in freedom really does take effort. I'm not just gonna, I'm not saying that I have it all easy now. Life is all dandy. No, it, it is, every day is a battle. And, you know, no one can do it for me, but it's, it's a battle, you know, me and my Lord against the enemy and just yeah. staying, you know, rooted in, in the scriptures, rooted in, in the sacraments, but also 
not making these things an idol because it's, we can easily make even even the sacraments an idol. Oh, like if I don't go to adoration, then God won't talk to me. Or like if I don't get this anointing that I won't be healed. Or like I need to hear what this priest says. I need to hear what this therapist says. This dietitian says, no. How about what does God want to say to you? What does the yeah. Holy Spirit want to say to you? Mm-hmm. How about that? And God loves us mm-hmm. so much. You know, like <laughs> the God, the father, he holds every drop of blood from the sacred heart. And he holds every drop of suffering in his hands. And he is right there with us. And y'all, a relationship with the Holy Spirit is game changer. Game changer. (laughs) Relationship with God the Father, relationship with Jesus Christ. But how about a relationship with the Holy Spirit? And mm-hmm. it's just amazing. So, I mean, I'm just saying like, y'all, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not here to beg. We are Christians with full authority over our bodies and we, we can declare healing right now, right here today. And, you know, just like a lot of the things that have helped me is just making declarations every single day. It keeps the enemy away. Just sass back at him, shove scripture down his throat, separate the good from the bad, the truth from the lie yep. and call it out. You know, believe it's it in your truth, heart, confess right? it with your tongue mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is Lord. And just say it. I am loved the way I am. I declare healing over my life. I declare victory over these battles. Pain is not my identity. Suffering is not my identity. I am not a victim. Christ is the ultimate victim. I am victorious through the Lord. I will walk unscathed. Psalm 91. Declare it. His massive arms are around me, protecting me. I am not helpless. If I have little, the Lord will bless it. He will multiply it. He will feed five thousands. God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. God, I know you're anointing these wounds. God, you see me as a saint who makes few mistakes, not as a sinner who does few things right. God, mm-hmm. like, I thank you for the victory happening right now. And y'all just knowing our identity. Revival starts here. It starts with us. It starts within our sphere of influence. Know what you're capable of. Know who you are and whose you are. That we have the authority to literally trample on snakes, trample on scorpions, to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. And so... We're all called to be priest, prophet, and king. Any territory the devil tried to take, we take it all back. We command it back. Y'all, Joan up. Joan of Arc. Joan up. Get that tent peg out. Judges 526. <laughs> Get your tent peg. We have, we are baptized Christians. We have access to all that Jesus Christ does. And letting him change your identity is the best adventure ever. And seriously, anyone with unforgiveness out there, seriously, ask the Holy Spirit where God was in these memories, because God was there. The enemy wants to paint it all dark, all black, no hope, you know, but God has a different story. God God was there. Mm-hmm. Ask the Holy Spirit. He'll reveal it to you. And also ask him what forgiveness looks like. Is that just forgiving someone in your heart? Or is that full, full reconciliation or partial um, reconciliation, like setting boundaries? Forgiveness has many levels and many stages, and it's just... It's really cool. There's never no hope. Absolutely never no hope. I thought there was no hope. There is hope. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, every setback has a bigger and better comeback. So blessed be God. I do not carry any of this stuff anymore. It is not here with me. Revelations 21.4, like God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, nor shall there be any more pain. The former things are passed away. You know, you unite ourselves to the Blessed Mother, the Immaculata. She unites herself perfectly to the will of God. And just know that the wounds we have are a resurrection story. You know, when Jesus mm-hmm. Christ came back, he wasn't just like, look, look, look what y'all did. Look at it. No, he was like, touch it. It's okay. These wounds are blessed. Our wounds mm-hmm. are blessed. <laughs> Psalm 35, pain comes in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Seriously. And just, you know, we're bringing revival here. We're bringing thy kingdom come, thy will be, thy will, thy will be done. And um, seriously, we, we pray for more. We pray for more joy. We pray that whatever God is doing with anybody who is going to be listening to this, we, we thank you for what you're doing and we bless what you are doing. And we pray for a double portion, just like um, Elisha asked for a double portion from Elijah. Second Kings 2, 9, we request a double portion and we thank you for a double portion. And just know that when we say yes, Angels are dispatched from the heavens. When we say yes, God backs us up. And so we pray for more fruitful relationships, good, holy friendships, family, all that stuff. Relationships that build each other up. Um, You know, a kingdom, we set the world on fire. 
Yeah, we pray for the passion, for the zeal of St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Joan of Arc, you know, St. Louis de Montfort, St. Joseph, terror of demons. We pray for the intercession of St. Michael, St. Gabriel, St. Raphael, St. Padre Pio, St. Catherine of Siena, St. Maria Goretti. I'm going on, seriously. All the martyrs. <laughs> like, come Holy Spirit, come and flood your yes. people with the heavenly fire and ignite us for a deeper relationship with you and yearning to do your most holy, sacred will. Because holiness is when we align our will with your will. So, Lord, just, you know, bless all these listeners and just thank you for what you've done in my life. And we love you and we bless you. Thanks be to God. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Honestly, oh. it's crazy. Like, I'm having trouble even imagining <laughs> what you were like before this experience because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very, very obvious how full of zeal and fire you are. Yeah, like, it's wild. Actually, and I know our <laughs> listeners can't see the video, but... Like, I just feel like I'm watching, well, I am watching someone just filled with true fire of the Holy Spirit. And yeah, it, it's crazy, I mean, y'all. It is, it is amazing. <laughs> I mean, even growing up in a place like Steubenville from a very young age, I always, I always was aware of that reality of the, the further someone had come mm-hmm. from their journey into the faith the more their entire life was just focused on Christ. And, you know, there's always been that part of me that's like, oh, I'm a little bit jealous of that because, (laughs) you know, when when you have such a far journey to come, then I think that there's something about the way that it just becomes the sole priority of your life. And I, you know, watching you, I'm looking at myself thinking like, (laughs) you know, I'm not waking up every day sprinting to mass. Like I, every day I have to remind (laughs) myself to set my priorities right because I'm like, Oh yeah, I need to make it daily mass adoration, whatever. But my husband and I talk, we've been talking so much recently about how, um, part of the reason that we're, we think we're in the phase of life that we're in is because the Lord wanted us to reset and realize that, even though, you know, technically we're being good Catholics and it's the most important thing in our life, whatever, just looking back on the free time that we previously had before, um, like this phase of life that we're in before kids, before fellowship, all this stuff. It's like, we weren't choosing to necessarily go to mass every day, even though we could, we went to daily mass. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we weren't going to adoration or confession super often, but we could have been going it every week or at least once a month. And we weren't always doing that. And so it's just, it's really beautiful to encounter someone who has clearly been healed of so many dark things. So many things. It's unbelievable. I cannot, I'm sorry for what you went through and I cannot imagine. Yeah, it was wild. What you have been through, but Mm -hmm. it's amazing seeing how filled with joy you are and Mm -hmm. how blessed you feel in all of it now. Um, And you know, one of the things that you shared was about how if the conference had been one year prior, mm-hmm. you don't think this experience would have happened. Mm-hmm. And one of my thoughts was, you know, it's a because you said you were in Texas already at that time. Yeah. When um, you went to the conference. Yes, I was. Okay. So one thought I had is like, it's amazing how ending up in that community in Texas, in the Dallas area kind of paved the way <laughs> it for really you did. being at that conference. It did. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just mi- reminds me is like, it's so important, especially when we're struggling or feeling so lost, like the environment and the people that we surround ourselves with and where we choose to be in that. And so it's really, you know, it's, it's just reminding me of biblical stories too, you know, waiting 38 years to be healed, whatever. So yeah. I would just love to hear your perspective because we are encountering someone who waited years and years to be healed. And Mm -hmm. I'm just curious, like looking back on that, like what God was doing in the waiting. And Mm -hmm. like, if you, if you ponder that, like, why did it have to wait so long or whatever? And I'm just curious what it's like to be in that place. Yeah. I I think he was working on hope, uh, working on um, persistence that like, even though every single night was torture. I mean, I, I, I refer to it as like the torture chamber. It's like, I, I don't even want to try to sleep tonight. It's just going to be miserable. I'm, like, I'm going to get tortured. Like, I don't know what I'm going to get dealt with, but I just I don't want it. Um, but I also believe that, you know, like, like I said, that the miracles are a, a, a compliment, a fulfillment of, of the gospel. So like the greater the pain is like, so I could see how much the Lord delivered me from. I could truly see the love of his heart. So like, he allowed it, right? It was not easy by any means, but like he redeemed all of it. And it is like a, a divine kiss when, when he, when he came, came for me. And 
you know, I, I always think that like, you know, the parable of the lost sheep that like, that the lost sheep are the bad guys, you know, they're the bad guys. No, like seriously, pain and trauma blinds you from the love of the father. And I was truly the lost sheep, but my father came back for me. He left the 99 and brought me back into his sheepfold. And it has been a very happy story. Um, yeah, but, but I also believe he was working on other virtues of, you know, persistence. Um, you know, I've read just the book of Job over and over again. Um, I just still tried to find like in any way of hope, like any way that I can. And in that waiting, in that time, um, he was there, he was, he was there the, the entire time. And, um, it was just, like I said, it was every day was, it was a little, a little bit of chipping at the wall, a chipping and chipping and chipping. And then May 19th, boom, an explosion, an explosion. And so that's why I tell people these days, man, if you are, if you are in something in a mess for years, I mean, rejoice. The savior is coming. He is coming at the right time, but also like having the, having the hope that he will heal and accept the healing, De- like declare the healing. Now, like I was praying over somebody who actually had my same um, injury. This was a couple of weeks ago. She had right, right leg pain and did not think that she was going to be going on a Marian um, pilgrimage. I think it was uh Medjugorje. And so I told her, you accept that you accept the healing right now. Accept it. We are declaring healing over your leg right now. So me and a couple other believers, we we pressed in, we pressed in and like, we just, we, we just declared it. And I just said, you need to have the attitude where you are going to be healed and you are going to see mama Mary, you're going. And so just having that Mm -hmm. small perspective change, she was healed. And so she was able to go seriously. So like literally, so people, like like I said, people who are going through that, there is hope. And what changing your mindset, changing your identity, changing like your paradigm and, you know, renouncing the lies and declaring the truth, like doing the, the declarations and knowing your identity, like speaking truth over the situation. Cause when you're in pain, physical pain, a psychological pain, the devil just wants to make it messy. He doesn't want you to see the truth. And so just being able to pick apart the disaster that the enemy is trying to do and be like, bro, you're going to get healed. And we're accepting it today, right now, even before you even physically see it, you are healed. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's I a resurrection that. story. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. So pain Actually is going to talk about, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that, that, that was basically it. I, you had mentioned earlier, kind of this part of your healing that you felt like was not quite fully there. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me, um, of a story I've listened to many times, about a woman who, um, her name's Mia Fields. She has a, a, a beautiful, his, her story is called A Beautiful Story. Bernadette, I know you've listened to it. Um, mm-hmm. But she talks about that thanking God before it happens. Mm-hmm. Like declaring, declaring yep. this thing, like thank you what you have done. Mm-hmm. Thank, even though we haven't seen it yet. Thank you, like the gift of faith and all these things. And anytime I'm feeling a little bit discouraged, I go back to that story and I'm reminded of how, beautiful her faith was. And I, I know for me, like you're, you're convicting me and reminding me of how important it is to be bold in prayer Mm -hmm. and know that God can do the thing. And cause, cause I think we do fall into that, that kind of pattern of, well, if you will it, or if you want it to be healed, but it's like, no, he does want it to be healed. He does want us to be healed. He does want us to be restored and renewed. And I think, you know, when you get away from those kinds of environments of like, I grew up in a charismatic community. Like I've seen healings. I've seen a lot, like a lot of what you're talking about doesn't surprise me. Whereas some people (laughs) listening might be like, this girl sounds crazy. Um, (laughs) And she is crazy. She's crazy for God. Right. Um, (laughs) But he does. He, he, I mean, part of the reason we have this podcast is because the miracles are still happening and we are the hands and feet. And so if we aren't bold and, and, you know, become God's Jesus hands and feet, on this earth, these things aren't going to happen. So we have to be. And I think sometimes it just takes a little kick in the butt of like, okay, exactly. we, we need to, we need to declare this. And, but remember, you know, I almost hate to say, but, but like God's in charge mm-hmm. and whatever he does is going to lead to his glory. And part of it too is an attitude because you were saying, you know, you have 5% left to be healed or whatever it was. And it's like, but no, I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this victory because I'm going to win it with the truth. And I'm going to win it. The exactly. declaration that this thing does not own me. Mm-hmm. And it, it also helps us remember that God's the one in power, right? It's not, it's not by our will. And sometimes, yeah, maybe he needs to keep us humble, if you will, or whatever term you want to use. Mm-hmm. But I just love, I, I just love the idea of how, how we need to be bold, but also just thank God for what he's, he's done that we can't see. 
You know, yeah, because exactly. it could be the salvation honestly, of someone's soul 50 years from now, whatever it is. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, that. honestly, I've just been laughing at the enemy. I'm like, really? You're trying to attack me like this or through this person or this circumstance? Like, really? You're not going to win. Do you see every mm. time you try to mess with me, my God redeems me and he kicks your butt. So like, why are you even <laughs> trying? Seriously, it's hilarious. I, I'm like, you're seriously trying to do I this right now. That, like, I have some things like that to him. Like, I don't know why you're even trying. I'm never going to, I'm never going to get Yeah, him, you know? I'm just like, like what, what is this? Like, this is like really lame, honestly. <laughs> seriously. So, Chris, uh, on the, on the flip side of that, you know, because we are in this world where like part of our reality is suffering and we are striving for heaven, we're striving for eternal life. Like you said, in revelations, like this world, you know, everything that we know will pass away and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're grinding and gnashing of teeth and the tears will all, you know, no no more tears, joy, all of that. Mm -hmm. So, but one of the things that we face in this life is like, it's not a formula where the Lord will always give us the healing or answer the prayers in the way that we expect or ask, you know, Mm -hmm. we, um, we've had people on this podcast who experienced a plane crash where one of the people, one of the passengers died and one survived. And we've heard Mm -hmm. from a woman whose sister passed away from cancer and, you know, left her two little boys and husband here on this earth and just beautiful, beautiful miracle stories in their own way, but just kind of a different, Mm -hmm. um, a different perspective, not what you would think initially when you hear miracle stories. So I'm just curious what your perspective is on that with your healing and also just being so involved with encounter. Um, what about people who are listening and, you know, might want advice or just have questions about, well, what about if I am praying for a specific spiritual or emotional or physical healing? And, Mm -hmm. uh, what if the Lord doesn't want to answer in that way? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it can leave like, for example, even just being at the encounter conference, there's, there can be hundreds, thousands of people there. And it's amazing that you, this one person has this amazing healing experience because it's Mm -hmm. right when God wanted you to, and he led you there for eight years, Mm -hmm. but a person, two people over from you could have left that conference feeling like there's something wrong with me. Why not me? So I'm just curious what your advice would be or what your thoughts are on that for our listeners. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I know it, it is a big trap to like, um, kind of, I guess, be bitter if like, if somebody else gets healed, but you don't. And that, and that's like where the saying was like, you know, what I was like mentioning earlier, like, instead of like saying, God, why me? Like, God, what for? God, you are still mm-hmm. blessing me in the waiting. You are still working on my virtue, on my salvation, on my sanctification. It, my daily battles are still for my growth and just to still, still bless that time of waiting and anoint that time of waiting because it is there for a reason. And, 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 and still keep working on, on declaring healing, declare healing every day, every day, every day, declare it. It really is making you stronger. It has made me just more bold. Like when I talk back to this thing, I'm just like, I don't even care who I talk to on the street these days. I just don't care. Um, so that like there, there is so much virtue and just so, so much beauty in, in the waiting. Um, and to, to not lose hope, absolutely don't lose hope. Um, you know, people who experience loss, like you said earlier, at least, you know, that, that is very difficult, very painful. That, that is, that is a pain that not a lot of people experience. Um, but also like, even if you can't find peace with it, at least that the Lord can provide some sort of consolation, some sort of consolation. You know, we can't ever fully make sense of these things, but also just knowing that, that they are cradled when the, in God the Father right now. They are right there next to him. And so just know that, like we said earlier, we, we live for the next life. And, and we, we have that hope and just, you know, pray for like their, their intercession and just for, you know, their, 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 their sanctification in heaven too. Um, but yeah, you know, like also, you know, like, yeah, because I, I think I was struggling too for, for many, many years, like just like eight years of just straight torture. I'm like, God, what in the world? This is, this is a disaster. Like, where are you? Mm-hmm. But like I said, it was a greater love story. The greater the pain, the great, the greater the love story, whether we see mm-hmm. it in this life or the next, the greater the pain, mm-hmm. the, the great, the greater the, the, the greater the depths that my, my king c- came back for me for, um, so like you can also look at it that way um and just knowing that like anything that has ever happened in the past is a fantastic plan to get you into heaven 
Every cross you carry is a bridge to heaven. Like if we wish for a smaller cross, if we wish for it to go away, like I did for many years, we might not be able to cross to the other side because the cross is a bridge. So just like, you know, finding peace and consolation in the cross, despite the darkness, but like, you know, Mother Teresa many years, but like, even I think in her writings, like it was like, I thirst, um, she was able to experience not just like, you know, God willing for us to be with him, but his thirst, his intimate thirst for her and for souls. And that like, Mm -hmm. when we're so close to the cross, we're so close to Jesus that he kisses us. So even when we can't see it, there's so much, you know, like union with our Lord in in these times. And I really do want to write a book about, you know, the joys in the night, because as painful as they were, I, I have found that they were actually incredibly joyful you know, like our, our lady of sorrow, she, she turns every sorrow into joy and to rejoicing. And so, you know, like to just not have, you know, fear or doubt that like, God doesn't see me like what the heck, you know, like there's a plan, there's a divine plan and God is sovereign. And he, he knows all sees all loves all. And he will never leave his sheep astray. He, he, he holds them all and he cradles them all and he, he loves them all. So, um, yeah, I'm just like, no, there's never no hope. Never no hope. <laughs> wow. That's so beautiful. Um, I I feel like this conversation with you is giving me a window into when the descent of the Holy Spirit happened and, mm-hmm. you know, Mary and all the apostles are in the room and the Holy Spirit comes and descends and the Lord sends them all out and they're just on fire and just walking up to everyone <laughs> and it's so inspiring because yeah. so many times in my own faith, it's, I find myself out at a restaurant and I, you know, do the sign of the cross and pray the meal prayer. And I'm kind of like embarrassed. And I hate that. I hate that. I feel that way where it's like, there's this, this, I, I don't even know where it comes from, but just in moments I can feel so awkward about my faith, let alone yeah. thinking of just, I'm in the grocery store line or I don't know, at a park, just walking up to someone and just proclaiming boldly. And so it's so (laughs) inspiring and just reminding me that like, yes, I need to continue to ask the Holy Spirit to come. And I'm so grateful for the faith that he has given me, like in my, my littleness, like I'm, I'm so small in my faith. And I know that even what I have is just a gift from the Lord, but it's just inspiring me to, um, to be more bold and just, again, reminding me these, the, what the apostles did is happening today. And today, it's just today. really cool listening to you talk and seeing your face and hearing <laughs> your story. I feel like, oh, now I'm, i it gives me a little, just a little bit more understanding of how did it even work that the apostles went out and spread the faith like rapid fire, like they did. It's like, oh, well, when the Lord comes in and takes over yeah, and the Holy Spirit literally does everything through the faithful. This is what happens. So exactly, I just yeah, I love imagining you out in the streets, just walking <laughs> up to people and being bold, and and it's just inspiring. Yeah, I mean, I I pray that I can witness holy dominoes on the street one day. You know, like people just going out, people having <laughs> <laughs> radical experiences. You know, because that's the thing: most people won't turn down prayer. Like they, it's they, really they won't, true. um, yeah. And so, I mean, and usually they're, they're, they're grateful. I mean, even if they're not fully touched or moved, at least it plants seeds, you know? Um, I mean, I just remember like praying for one of my coworkers, um, like last week, um, we just like had to talk about faith and like, he's, you know, going through stuff. Like he wants, um, you know, just greater, greater union with, with the Lord and greater, um, detachments from the things he's kind of chained to. And I'm like, you want to go outside and pray? Let's just go pray. He's like, wow, I was actually kind of hoping you would say that. I'm like, let's go. Well, we're going to pray right now. Cool. And he just broke down crying. I mean, we're just praying. I'm just, we're just going at it. You know, in the parking lot, there's people walking by. Who cares? We're, just, we're preaching the Lord. If you have a problem, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, you know, he had a really cool experience. And we just, we try to, you know, keep in touch and talk when we're um, both working and coaching. So yeah, it's just really cool. That's awesome. That's, wow. awesome. That's a way to be bold. Yeah. I mean, let's just go. <laughs> Nothing to lose. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever asked someone if I can pray for them and they've said no. I don't I don't think I ever have. Yeah, that's cool. We really yeah, like very true. It's such a comfort. It is. It is. And such a gift to be able to pray with people too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. You're gonna see big things. 
I hope like, so. You already, I pray for, you I pray for more every day. Seriously. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. It's so cool just hearing how recent all of this is after eight, an eight year, <laughs> an eight year struggle from yes. January. I mean, I guess you're coming up on a year from this experience as well, but so beautiful. And I did want to quick add in too that May 19th is my son's birthday. No way. He was our miracle baby because he's the first baby we got to meet after losing our first two. And so that day wow. is like huge, huge for us too. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. wild. Um, Praise God. Yeah. May 19th. That's like May, June, July, August, September. Hey, yep. Six Damn months. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's just six months ago. That's wild. Wow. So crazy. Well, speaking wow. of miracles, I just, I want to thank you so much for having the um the gumption to get on here and to share all of that just Absolutely. so boldly and so clearly thank you because i know you took a lot of time to really think about what you wanted to say mm-hmm. and to share each piece of what you've experienced in your life and i just really pray that it touches our listeners hearts and inspires mm-hmm. people to know that no matter what you're going through the lord is working as long as you're striving for him and you're making the effort to be united with him and to be in a state of grace, like he, he will keep calling you back. And so, yeah, just thank you for being here with us. And um, before we go though, we have to, we have to, you know, talk about miracles a little bit more. So I think that Paige is going to introduce our mini miracles today. Yeah. So speaking of big miracles, let's jump into little mini miracles. (laughs) (laughs) So um, for anyone who's new, since this is the first uh, story of season three, our first guest here, um, we do mini miracles every episode. And that is just something amazing, awesome, great that has happened in our daily life. Um, We are just trying to make ourselves more aware of the Lord's goodness and his glory. Um, and that can be, you know, from a very, very many, many, many little thing, <laughs> um, to something crazy big and amazing. Um, and so each of us will go around and just share something that has happened in our, in the last week or the last month that, um, we have just noticed as a mini miracle in our life. Um, so Bernadette, how about you start? Sure. So mine involves Paige um, and Margaret. (laughs) Um, First of all, Paige was able to hop on a plane with her youngest son and visit me this past weekend. And it was really just an amazing, um, just an amazing weekend because it takes a wonderful, wonderful friend to get on the plane with a four month old who's super snotty (laughs) and not sleeping through the night yet um and fly all day with two layovers and a four-hour time difference just to come for the weekend so (laughs) i'm so grateful Paige did that but another thing i wanted to mention is that while she was here our parish had a veneration of a relic of the arm of saint jude and we were able to go together and that again it kind of reminds me of tonight's podcast episode because it it was just mind-blowing that there's the bone of a saint at our church, like five minutes from our house that we got to go and venerate. And for those who don't know, we aren't worshiping uh, as Catholics. We don't worship, you know, any, anything or anyone, but God, but we do see the saints as friends who can lead us closer to God. And so relics are one way that um, we can ask for their intercession and receive special graces. And so we went and saw the relic of St. Jude and got to pray in front of him for a moment. And my godson, little Augustine Jude, is Paige's <laughs> son. And so we were able to have some items blessed for him. So that was a really cool experience that it just happened to be while she was here for a few days. Um, but the the bigger thing that I wanted to share is that I was thinking about Paige's visit. And I realized that we've been out of Alaska for six months. And we've had three Alaskan visitors so far in those six months, which is incredible. But I realized that those three visitors were first, Father Michael, our podcast chaplain, second, Margaret, my co-host, and third, Paige, (laughs) my co-host. And so I just realized like, wow, we've been gone six months and everyone involved in this podcast 
has come and made the effort to see us. And that's just really beautiful. And just Mm -hmm. spoke to me of the fruit of this and, um, like just that it's been blessed and how thankful I am for the community that God creates for you when you are seeking him. So I'm just really thankful for that. And that is my mini miracle. (laughs) Um, so what about you, Margaret? Well, (laughs) I, yeah, I am kind of jumping off of yours in that um, the Relic of St. Jude page had texted me, I don't know when that was, like four days ago, and said that she was praying for my vocation, which was huge for me that day because I lately have been feeling very weary of praying for that and just kind of tired and telling God I'm tired of praying for it. And to have that little, I don't know, somebody else, a good friend offer intentions was just like, it filled at my heart in a, it just gave me more hope, I guess, you know, just feeling like I'm not praying for it alone. So thank you, Paige. Um, two for two on many miracles today. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and just the fact that you were able to do it in front of a relic was, you know, just beautiful. So thank you. And Praise God. So Paige, you're up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course, Margaret. And know that we are always praying for your vocation, just so you know. Yes, Um, we are. (laughs) And I was very specific in my prayer. I said, in the next year, Lord. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) I've been saying Um, that for like 23 years. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Maybe this is it. (laughs) Yes. Like Kristen yes. said, you know, you never know why eight years <laughs> yeah. leading somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Berna, um, just to jump back onto yours, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but when Benny, you know, was first born and he came on the podcast and he became our fourth co-host. So, um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, all all of the co-hosts all of have, them. <laughs> have visited you. <laughs> Thanks, Benny. <laughs> um. My mini miracle, I have, I have two. One is very small. Um, but obviously the big one has to do with St. Jude and seeing and venerating his relic. Um, one that was just amazing that Verna and I were talking, like there were so many dates that we kind of threw around at first of a visit. And then it just happened like, this is, this is, these are the dates that work best. Okay. Let's book the ticket. And then all of a sudden she was like, the arm of St. Jude is going to be at my parish while you're here. <laughs> and it's a parish that she literally lives five minutes away from walking. And so it was just like the easiest way for us to get there worked out well with the kids naps. It was just so good. Um, and so I was dealing with a clogged milk duck when I was down in Pittsburgh, which was very random um, and kind of came out of nowhere. And so if anyone has dealt with that, it's just this, the most annoying pain that is there. And it kind of just takes over, you know, your whole mood and everything. And, um, and so I was just like, why is this happening while I'm visiting Bernadette? And I'm far away from like all of the things that I would have at my house to help me through this. And so when I, I went to go, um, venerate St. Jude, I, you know, patron saint of impossible causes. This feels like an impossible cause. So I was like, St. Jude, please just pray for me. And that in my next nursing session, that this clogged duct just goes away. And so I, we got back to Bernadette's house. I fed Benny and within 10 minutes, the pain was pretty much gone. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. It was almost this like, I felt a little bit of doubting, like, I don't know, like, is it, is it really gone? Is it there? And there was like a little bit of a dull pain, but it was nothing compared to what I had been experiencing. And so I was just like, I texted Christian about it and he's like, that's your next mini miracle. (laughs) I was like, yes. And we're recording a podcast in a few days. So perfect. Um, so yeah, that was mine. And then my little small one happened today and I was telling Bernadette about how I love cooking for crowds, but I have just one Dutch oven. And so I've like considered buying, you know, another Dutch oven, but they're like a hundred bucks. And that's just kind of, I don't know, I feel excessive to have two Dutch ovens at that 
price. So I went to Costco today and one of the first things I see is a two pack of Dutch ovens. One is like a five quart Dutch oven and the other is a three and a half quart Dutch oven for $45. That is I was so like, cheap. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm buying it. <laughs> it's like, that is amazing. So I was just really excited because especially with winter beginning and entering into soup season and stew season, I'm just, and then like, I told Bernadette, I'm really excited. I'm going to start getting into sourdough. Like I am going to be using all three of these Dutch ovens just constantly. So, and yeah. for those of you who don't know, Paige and Christiane often host camp. Like there's a Catholic camp in Alaska, St. Therese camp, and they like host big crowds in the summer, all the counselors. So Paige will be cooking meals for like 25 young adults. And if half of them are young men in their (laughs) early 20s, that's like 40 people that she's feeding. So she's really been needing more pots. (laughs) That's Dutch Oven's second showing on the podcast. Did you remember that? Oh, really? Moving Mountains, sponsored by Dutch Ovens. (laughs) Dutch Ovens. All right. What about you, Krista? What's your mini miracle or not so mini miracle? I'm I'm kind of wondering if yours isn't going to be mini. Yeah, well, I really like mine. I received a miracle rose. Okay, let me tell you about my rose. I love my rose. I'm about to show you. Okay, so yeah, on the Feast of St. Therese, um, the church, um, we were, I was out with my family. They were passing out roses. And so I got mine. My, my mom and I, we, we both received like the same type of rose, right? So we both put it in vases with water, you know, all that stuff. Um, but hers, a, a normal rose will like, you know, bloom and then die within a couple of days. Really? Um, it'll just start wilting. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mine is still going. <laughs> it's From like October no. 1st. How long yeah. ago? Okay. I'm going to show you, but okay. The crazy thing is, okay. So it's like still blossomed for like a week and a half. And by then my, my mom's was in the trash. Um, after like a couple of days. That is um, a long time for a rose. I went on a theology of the body retreat um, here in the Dallas area. I think it was like the, uh, mid-October, uh, I believe. And there were some people that were pr- praying over me. They, they were praying that I would receive a rose. And right before that retreat, the rose I had was kind of um, like wilting a little bit. It was starting to kind of like, you know, not look the best. When I came home from the retreat, it was blossomed wide, wide open. I was, like, oh, I, I was like, oh, where's my, where am I going to get my rose? I can't wait. <laughs> like St. Therese, like they were praying that I would receive a rose for like my mission, for my vocation, for like, you know, whatever I'm doing in life right now. Like, let's go. Like, well, let's get a rose. Come on. And so, yeah, when I come home, this rose is just, it's open back up. And it has been just no this beautiful pink all like basically almost all of October. It's been so amazing. And then it just started to like kind of petrify. It's like this, like, like it's still open I'm about to show you. It's like th- this golden open um, color. And it's like, it's just still, still going. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like the water, the water <laughs> looks like it's like, getting, I haven't changed the water in a month. It's just chilling there. <laughs> and it's just, um, wow. yeah, it's solid. Like the petals are solid. And um, it's just what? this, you know, this open, golden-looking rose, and it's still, it, it's solid. It's, it looks not, like it's so being weird preserved. that the petals haven't fallen off. Yeah, nothing's fallen it... off. You know, I, I every every morning I wake up, I'm like, "How's my rose? Oh, it's still it's still open. It's still pink." And I, I've been taking pictures of it every day for like literally. It's been like what thirty. Eight thirty nine days. I'm like, oh, what does it look like today? Oh, snap, snap, <laughs> and yeah, it's just oh my it's really gosh. great rose. Wow. It's incredible. I you have to it. send you us have a picture of this. Yeah. Do you have a picture from when you came back from the retreat? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It just okay. Was this beautiful pink. You're gonna yeah. have to send us that picture so our listeners can see too. That is yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> incredible. It's so crazy, y'all. It's just beautiful. I'm like. Wow, see Therese. So many Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much goodness. You can just send us you can send us a, a picture of every day and then we'll just make a collage of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, because you can start to see it kind of get golden, kind of, you know, start to change a little bit. And then now it's just this solid golden color, just chilling. Just wow. Saint Therese d- doing her thing. <laughs> yeah, Saint Therese. Bring it on. Ladies, this has been awesome. Krista Fire the Holy Spirit, full yeah, flame right here. Awesome. I don't know if anyone listens to Abiding Together, but Heather Kim's word of the year is totally fire. 
Why not mm-hmm. be totally fire? Mm-hmm. So let's be totally fire, guys. Totally um, fire. I will, clo- mm-hmm. <laughs> I will close us in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you so much for this time. We thank you that you are, um, that you are still performing miracles. I pray for uh, everyone who listened listens to this episode, Lord, that they might be inspired, that they might be bold, that they might be courageous, and that they might find a deeper love and a deeper desire for you and to live out your will, your way in their lives. Lord Jesus, we, we pray for anyone who is suffering deeply and doesn't see a way out, help them to see, Lord, that there is a way out, that you are truth, that you are goodness, that you are a healer, you are a divine physician, and, Lord, there is nothing beyond your ability to heal. For you, with you, nothing is impossible. Thank you for Krista. I pray that you pray that you would bless her mission, all of our missions, Lord, as we go forward today, and just ask you to fill us and help us to be totally fire for you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Father and the Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 Venerable Fulton Sheen. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Amen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Krista. And thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much. God bless. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell, please call our hotline at 412-449-9609. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Moving Mountains Podcast AK. We encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and share our podcast with others. We'll see you next time.